0: this ah, the French. but what reason? what is the charge eating a meal a succulent chinese meal oh, i'm here papa yippee-ki-yay mister falcon first listen to the man
1: the snoopy snoopy poop dog my wife hated me being a firefighter of course nine months later
0: Father! if you don't mind my saying i don't like your attitude one bit inspired Six times I've now ruined my whiskey. I'm under i
1: what? I just want to do whatever serves the corporation best.
0: Good night, Mr. Johnson. Sleep tight. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest.
1: Hello. It's a world champion podcast, recording live from the top of the Ferris wheel at the Smogville World's Fair. My name is Brighton S.L.C. And I am Sean Black. We are two gentlemen who signed a bad contract to become the official podcast of the mysterious Smogville World's Fair. Our job is simple. To create the greatest podcast of all time, we're now trapped in a private Ferris wheel no hopes of escape. We must talk about the only things we really understand, fringe and forgotten pop culture, which includes mysteries of the mysterious, music videos, heavy metal, oil boys, wrestling, public television, and other stuff. Um Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That I was, I, right?
0: yeah, I was gonna say and so much more. And so Be- much more because yeah, it yeah. is so much more we're gonna get into.
1: Yeah, that was just all off the top of my head. I know it's it's so it was pretty good. It
0: comes out pretty well for just your, your first try at it. <laughs> exactly. I was saying sum up this show quickly and succinctly. And I was like, Well I'll try. All right, take one. <laughs> Great job. That's that was way to wing it.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And um so updates from around Smogville Town. Mm -hmm. dispatches from smogville uh we we've been kind of mentioning the mayoral election for a while Mm -hmm. we are officially endorsing zephyr the pig
0: yeah we were trying to stay neutral but let's just say he kind of sweetened the pot
1: yeah let's just say we're trying to grease the wheels no pun intended
0: Mm -hmm. is that legal for me to say actually
1: probably not (laughs) edit this part out
0: yeah um i don't know a lot about politics no, we don't know
1: politics, but we are gunning for a cabinet position. That's right. Uh, if well, he wins.
0: Wait, cabinet position? Cabinet. We, are, we actually get a cabinet, right? Right, to put our stuff. For, it, in the Ferris wheel. Mm-hmm. That's great. We need a cabinet badly. Yes. <laughs> my,
1: my toothbrush <laughs> is just flipping around all over the place. Well,
0: ever since I decided to, to get my marble collection in here, it's just been helter skelter. <laughs> it's been a nightmare. We, we've, we've, all, we've slipped multiple times, thrown both our backs out at the same time. In fact, we're podcasting today, laying down, both laying down, sti- staring at the ceiling of the the Ferris wheel cart.
1: Yeah, you're probably wondering why we sounded weird, and that's why. Yeah, because we're
0: laying down, and yeah, I, yeah and, and and like feet to feet too. It's a weird position. It's the only way we can really stretch out. If anyone's curious, by the way, what it uh, looks like here in the
1: Ferris wheel, all I'll say is stay tuned. Yeah, keep your eyes out. Yeah, keep your eyes. Keep your eels. Eels paired. Keep your eels paired. Oh mm. man, paired eels are one of my favorite mm-hmm. delicacies from Smogville. That's right, the paired eels
0: and this slang term, like a couple of paired eels. That's what people say about us. Couple of paired eels. I'm glad you bring up
1: old timey slang because um, the Smogville Ministry of Tonguesmanship and Agriculture mm-hmm. um, has recently discovered. I think they um, used their hour of internet time. Yes, so you get this list from Huffington Post. Yeah,
0: we we did bump into them, the the two guys, uh, Mr. Smith and Mr. Smath. I think it's it's. It was confused. Smith and Smath. was and really they, weird. And they look the same, and they kind of I don't
1: know. One wears white, one wears black. It's yeah.
0: a, it's an odd situation. We ran into them on our way to the one hour of internet time we get a week, and they told us that they that that they had they they researched this, and there's fifty endangered slang terms, and this is real. This is co- comes from the Huffington Post. And they are. And what does this
1: mean by endangered?
0: It means that in in common usage, its 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 usage is so low that people are forgetting what it means, and it's just not. It's like anything else that, that goes endangered. Yeah. It just it, it's little littler and littler until it's completely gone. And mm-hmm. so they've compiled the list. They're trying to keep you know the history of of our language alive. And here in Smogville, the Ministry of Tonguesmanship. And agriculture, they they've you know, they told us we had to do this. We have to keep these we have to preserve them. These slang terms going because they are they're endangered everywhere else, but here in Smogville they're very, very common usage. So if they go extinct, our economy's in big trouble.
1: We won't be able to communicate.
0: Our salesmen cannot sell anything. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go up to someone and say like that, like like, oh you and me, we're gonna be like a pair of a pair of eels. <laughs> And the guy just stares back blankly, and you're like, no, it means yeah, we're going to gonna, gonna exchange money, right? That's, that's like two wallets rubbing together, you know?
1: Yeah, you don't understand this?
0: Yeah, and so our economy will crash. The, no more orphans will be shipped in on the trains. It's going to be really rough. Mm-hmm. So this comes straight from the, the, the top. So this is week one of making sure these endangered words are no longer endangered for the rest of the world. And so I'm going to tell you the word, and then you're going to guess the definition. Because mm-hmm. or what, or what th- we're new to Smogville. We, d- we don't know a lot of these terms. Yeah. We hear them a lot, so this is going to help us as much as, as the listener. Yeah, we'll work it out. All right. And then I will tell you the definition after we, we discuss it for a moment. Uh, the very top of the list is barn burner. Okay.
1: Well, I like that phrase because it ties in with uh, something we're going to talk about a little bit later. Well, barn burner—I've always heard that—isn't is, that like um, a way to describe a baseball game or a race or something? Like, oh, this
0: is a real barn burner. I, I to me, it was a term for a great baseball game.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought it
0: was a barn burner, and I, I'd never really questioned why. This, according to this, it's chiefly from Pennsylvania, southern New Jersey, and Maryland, and wow. it means a wooden match that can be struck on any surface. So, a match. A match. <laughs> okay. So,
1: southern Jersey, Maryland, Pennsylvania, clearly had a, a vandalism situation going on. Well, I guess... A serial arsonist, apparently, burning down the barns.
0: Well, I imagine at the, the turn of the century when they first invented ba- uh, barns. <laughs> when they first invented matches that could be struck anywhere. This has this revolutionized the arson business. Suddenly, yeah. like, what, what do people hate the most? What do arsonists really despise? It's barns. Burn that barn.
1: So, how did it become used to describe exciting sports games? Well, because mi- I guess what's more exciting than watching a barn burn down?
0: Well, I will. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look further into this because the ministry did not give us the anything further on that. But let's see what we can find. Um, oh, so if you do Google it, the top thing is an event, typically a sports contest that is very exciting or intense. It sounds here
1: too from Merriam-Webster that it could refer to a team called the New York Barn Burners.
0: Oh wow! <laughs> oh, do you think they named a team after matches? They, they like baseball teams had the goofiest names oh, 100 a hundred years ago. Uh, it's um, it's a
1: political term. So barn burners were the more radical of two different political groups. There were the barn burners and the hunkers.
0: This this is where. It, it comes from
1: so it's yeah so this goes back to the eighteen hundreds as it being a political
0: term. So the match is the slang term.
1: Yeah, maybe that's it.
0: That's weird. Yeah. Barn burner. Huh. A barn
1: burner. That's I, I like that though. Like hey sp- hey pal, spare a barn burner.
0: Yeah, it does. And, it and sa- sounds like, very. No, sorry, I
1: can't. I can't give you a uh, tie game in the top of the ninth right now. <laughs> bottom of the ninth.
0: <laughs> no, it's uh. That,
1: no, fella, I just want to light my my chopstick.
0: Yeah. Well, once you said it in that context, that sounds exactly like some kind of newsies, like yeah. like a little ruffian in New York at the turn of the century. Yeah. Hey, buddy, spare a barn burner?
1: Hey, I got a fresh pack of barn burners here. Pass those, whatever they whatever we call cigarettes around.
0: All right. So yeah, further in Merriam-Webster, the barn burners were one of two competing factions of the New York New York State Democratic Party. In the middle of the 19th century, the name was an allu- allusion to the story of an old Dutchman who relieved himself of rats by burning his barn, which the rats infested.
1: Uh, see, that sounds like a, uh, one of those stories. <laughs>
0: what are they called? <laughs> Fables? Like urban legend? Or Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, like, like a bad vaudeville joke. Like,
0: yeah. Oh, old, old man Van Slyke got rid of his rats. Oh, how'd he do that? Burn down his barn. Yeah, it does. It does yeah. It does smack of that quite a bit, huh? Yeah. Um, let's see what else I can find on this.
1: Kind of a tossing the baby out with a bathwater situation. Do
0: you think anyone ever did that? Burn their barn to get rid of rats? No, I imagine I that, that. happens all the time. That, I'm sure that's that, happening right now. I'm sure, I'm sure a barn burner was largely unintentional, where you're going out <laughs> to kill the rats, and then, you, yeah. then things get out of hand. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, oh no.
1: But I bet it's very <laughs> common. It's very common. Like, I gotta get rid of all this dry hay.
0: <laughs> well, do you know what rats hate? Fire. <laughs> yeah. So let's go out to where the rats live. Where do the rats live? Oh, you know, the barn. It's filled with hay. It's, it's made of wood. We'll smoke them out. Old wood. I, it hasn't been painted in a long time. Very dry wood. We'll smoke those bastards right out. I
1: tell you, I've had it up to here with all <laughs> these rats! <laughs> Hand me my barn burners! Wait a minute. <laughs>
0: Hello. <laughs> I like that. I like someone getting that upset about the rats. Just
1: can't take it anymore. They're fed up. The damn rats squeaking around, mm-hmm. stealing the cheese.
0: Right. Oh, boy. That's a mouse thing, though. Rats Rats are much more menacing. They're not stealing cheese. No, they're, rats are horrifying. They're maybe dragging the baby out, out of the bathwater, uh, and, out, and outside into the barn to devour.
1: Yeah. Boy, if there's something I don't like, it's a whole
0: bunch of rats. hmm It's true. You're going to hate the sewer. <laughs> <laughs> Where is the sewer filled with rats? Oh, it's got to be. Is that just a TV thing?
1: There's a creek where I grew up that's full of rats. I see rats there all the time running across the street. It startles me.
0: And they're 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 down by the river. Yeah, they're like river rats. River rats. See, I just I just don't know if the difference between TV and, and real life sometimes. Because like that, I picture rats filling the sewer. I don't know if there's a rat in... Maybe the rats can't live in the sewer. Maybe they'll drown. No, they love it there. They love it? Oh, yeah. Probably. Probably. <laughs> the other day, I was... I was, I was walking towards a concert. And someone... It was a sold-out concert. And all the cars in the parking lot were in every spot. And there was one jerk-off that had parked in two, two spots. Oh, yeah. And I had my knife with me, because I sometimes carry a knife.
1: Could you carry a knife to concerts. <laughs> yeah, That's comforting. Right. They don't search you?
0: Well, not when you sit outside and drink wine in the bushes, which is what I did. <laughs>
1: okay, good. Because
0: I couldn't afford it. It's a whole other story. But I had my knife, and I had this impulse. I should go stab the tire on the outside. And then I thought, I've seen this in movies lots of times. You just stab it, it hisses, and then it goes flat. But, I, but then I thought, what if I stab it and it just, like, explodes or something? Well,
1: I've, I, the Internet's a dark and scary place, and I've mm. seen that exact video. Really? Yeah, where a guy basically had a knife go inside his arm.
0: Trying to stab a tire? Trying to
1: stab a tire, and it just popped back and blasted the knife back into him. Okay. So let that be a lesson. If you take nothing else away from this podcast, is revenge is a dish
0: best served never. Okay. That's good to know. I'm glad I had that one moment of yeah, like... Yeah, that's
1: really good. That could have been a horrifying thing. It would have ended our show real quick.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, Sean's arm exploded.
0: And I'm just like, well, what happened? Well, you know... Well, he, he was d-
1: mad about something that didn't affect him.
0: <laughs> at all. Yeah. It was like mad... Well, I mean, mad out of principle is pretty much my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> most, most things I'm mad at are, did not directly affect me. Yeah, of course. It's just, I'm just outraged.
1: And then also the, the ironic thing is that by slashing his tires, then he got stuck there.
0: In the two spots. In the
1: two spots. So you made it worse.
0: Yeah, I vowed to spit on his windshield as I walked back, and then I totally forgot. Oh damn it!
1: Well, speaking of concerts, you're supposed to be seeing Megadeth tonight, but they canceled.
0: Yes, that's. Oh man, talk about twisting the knife. Well, speaking of being stabbed, wounded in the heart, I was so excited for Megadeth. And I was really excited for Amon, our Marth, which I still can't say.
1: Yeah, both bands that you've talked about on the show.
0: Right. The Viking Metal Band and Megadeth, the old thrash band led by a mentally ill guy.
1: Well, this is what I want to talk about, is they were playing at a venue called Saltaire. Now, what was the official reason for cancellation?
0: Production issues.
1: Production issues. I recently watched the movie Carnival of Souls on Hulu Plus, Mm -hmm. part of the Criterion Collection, I believe. 1962 American independent horror film, which largely takes place at that venue, Saltaire.
0: At the actual Saltaire. The
1: actual Saltaire. I don't know if that's the current one. It's burned down three or four times. Right. Uh, I don't know about rats, but it is infested with spiders and dead seagulls. It's got this vast Currently? beach behind it. Oh, yeah. Go out there to the beach back there and just dead seagulls as far as the eye can see. Oh, I thought
0: you meant in the, in Saltaire. No,
1: in Saltaire and on the pier and stuff is spiders. All so right. many
0: spiders. Well, we, let's explain what Saltaire is, I guess. So
1: it's this weird resort they built on the shores of the Great Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. It looks like uh, a Russian thing.
0: Yeah, it's, it kind of has a Taj Mahal look. It's yeah. got that kokoshniki. Those kokoshnikis. Which is the onion dome at the top of the St. Peter's Basilica. Is that what it, no, not St. Peter's. Is it St. Peter's? The Kremlin or whatever. No, it's, it's right or outside. I've I've actually been there in Moscow. I think it's called St. Peter's. I think that's right. It's the, and I, and it's, I
1: guarantee you, we both know that term from the same source. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. No, it's not St. Peter's Basilica. No, that just looks like a, uh, uh, wait, is this in Rome? Who cares? Anyway, it's got those Russian dome things. This is you know going to bother me. About. I've got
0: to look it up. You, you continue. St. Gotta...
1: Peter's Basilica is in the Vatican.
0: Okay, I've been there too, but that's not as cool. You've been to the Vatican? Yeah. Since when? I went to the Vatican years ago. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. <laughs> I went there by accident. I was actually wandering through Rome, and I got lost. And then suddenly, I'm in, I'm in the Vatican, basically.
1: I just Googled Russian thing, and that's got a lot of weird shit going on there.
0: Okay. Russian Cathedral, Red Square.
1: Because you're thinking St. Petersburg. That's why you're confused. It's uh, Crem- St. Basil's. That's oh, why. Yeah. Saint, Saint That's why you're Basil's. thinking Basilica. Basil. Basilica,
0: yeah. St. Basil's or Basil's cathedral right across from the kremlin yeah it's 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 a a weird-ass building it's really pretty it's really shitty on the inside too that's what's crazy is the outside looks like this alice in wonderland drug trip nightmare thing (laughs) or no it it looks like it's made of candy it looks like something a little kid in his dream would go to saint basil's cathedral But on the inside, it was just dark and dingy and just old and wooden.
1: So that's a lot like Saltaire Resort.
0: It actually is. Lots lots of dead seagulls and spiders.
1: It it was this big, booming resort. They wanted to make it the Coney Island of the West. And the lake level was a lot higher back then. And apparently, the lake wasn't polluted and gross like it is now. It was was actually sort of like being at the beach. And uh, it burned down a bunch of times. At one point, it had the world's tallest roller coaster, which got knocked
0: over by wind. The best, and I'm sure the world's tallest roller coaster was 35 feet off well, the this, ground. This one was
1: 110 feet high,
0: which really? is really
1: high, like in the 50s and 30s And, or and
0: especially terrifying because they didn't hire any physicists or, or anyone that knew anything about... No,
1: and come on, this is the, this is the dark ages.
0: I, I watched this documentary on roller coasters once, and, there, and, and it, there was this big boom of roller coasters like around 1910 or so. But, they, but the people making these roller coasters knew nothing about anything. They were just building roller coasters. Yeah. And on the uh, maiden voyage of this new one in, in New York or somewhere, it, it was this soup, the biggest loop ever or something or, or most extreme turn. Oh, no. And they, they had like 30 people on it. And when it came to a, a stop, everyone was dead.
1: Oh, it, God. it
0: broke everyone's neck. On the entire ride. How long ago was this? It was like 1910 or something. That's awful. Yeah. And then, uh, and then it, it, it's when I first started thinking about the dangers of of fairs and, and amusement parks. It really, I was thinking, wow, yeah. Like, not only do you have like a stone teenager running the thing with your life in their hands while they're texting someone. Yeah. But, the, but, the, but who knows who even built this thing?
1: Yeah they have a degree in roller coaster were they did they even ever play coaster tycoon
0: right are are they doctors in a roller coaster in the roller coaster arts yeah you know do they have their md's
1: so anyway this place is real weird looking you see it if you're driving between salt lake city and reno um and now it's a concert venue mm-hmm. where you were supposed to see well, Megadeth. S- supposedly. So what I'm thinking is that Dave Mustaine saw this movie, Carnival of Souls, and got too scared.
0: It's the only explanation.
1: Yeah. So this, uh, it's an interesting story. This film producer was driving uh, like from San Francisco back east or something, mm-hmm. saw this weird-looking Russian thing on the shores of the Great Salt Lake, and went, write a movie about that. <laughs> so they did. So it's this woman like moves to Salt Lake to become a church organist, and is just sort of obsessed with this pavilion, which is haunted
0: What year did you say?
1: 1962.
0: Is it black and white?
1: Yeah. And it's super creepy, uh, very influential on David Lynch and things like that. Um, Because it was so low budget, they had to use handheld cameras,
0: Mm. which
1: gave it this creepy aesthetic. And of course, now everything's a handheld camera.
0: It's like Night of the Living Dead or something. Yeah, big
1: influence on Night of the Living Dead. And then the soundtrack is all like church organ music.
0: Hmm. So it's
1: really atmospheric and it's really scary. So I recommend that if you're on your Hulu. But not if you're Dave Mustaine, right? Because then you won't want to play Saltair or there.
0: any other heavy metal band
1: that, that's faint of heart. If you're the Beach Boys, those courageous souls, you're fine. Because Saltair was on the cover of their Salt Lake City song that we're constantly referencing.
0: Oh, was it? Yeah, on the on like a bootleg oh. or something. Oh,
1: but they they were always there. They dug that groovy place.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, the Beach Boys, Unsurpassed Masters Volume One.
0: I was checking out the uh, Megadeth Facebook today to see if there was some kind of, like there'd been some kind of mistake. <laughs> yeah. There must be some mistake. They've canceled Salt Lake. But they, what, what did it say? They, they, oh, they had pictures of them playing in Casper, Wyoming. Which I mean, what is the population of that?
1: Casper, Wyoming? Is that even a place? Have I been there? I have.
0: It, it just sounds, it sounds like. finding Starbucks. It's, yeah, <laughs> it sounds like a place with no Starbucks.
1: It is. I finally found one in the Walmart, I think. 55,000 population.
0: Um, it's where Dick Cheney's from, I think. Oh, great. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's cool. But I would, people are just outraged. Every comment was like, you'll play Casper? How dare you? Well, that's because Casper's not haunted, as far as we know. That's true. That's just the. the there's just... All I know about Wyoming is, is a silhouette of a guy riding a horse. That's literally everything. Mm-hmm. I think that's even the people that live there. That's all they know. Yellowstone, but I don't think that counts. No, no it's well, Yellowstone's much more north and west. Well, it just doesn't say. count as part of Wyoming. It's just Yellowstone. Oh, it might as well be its own state. Even even the name of the state is questioning. Like, what the point of it is? <laughs> Wyoming. Yeah. Wyoming. <laughs> Ca- and then their town Casper's named after a ghost. It might as well not be there. Casper, Wyoming.
1: So Dave Mustaine can handle friendly ghosts. Yeah,
0: he likes friendly ghosts. He doesn't like carnivals of souls, spooky ghosts.
1: Well, let's get spooky.
0: Okay, let's do it. I think
1: it's time. It's been a while since we've done, hands down, our most popular segment. Mm -hmm. They're all tied for popularity, so I can say that about all of them. Mysteries of the Mysterious. (laughs) Mysterious. Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Sean, you've ever heard of this place?
0: Hopkinsville, Kentucky. No.
1: Okay. It, it sounds. <laughs> I'm glad you thought about it. Well, now. it
0: sounds perfect for a quaint documentary, or or like it, it's it's like the beginning of a Dateline. Oh yeah. What was it called again? I've already forgotten. Hop- Hopkinsville. Hopkinsville, Wyoming. not Wyoming? <laughs> Kentucky. Hopkinsville, Wyoming. What is it doing there? When it's Why? in Kentucky. <laughs>
1: A peaceful city, suddenly uprooted and placed into a different
0: state, many miles away. Yeah, it's Hopkinsville, Kentucky. A great place to raise a family. Small, quiet, birds chirping in the forest nearby.
1: Children play (laughs) at the Civil War Monument Park. A great place to raise a family and tell your family is murdered.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or so they thought. It's always more like, (laughs) they never come right out and say that, but they'll go... Like, a great place to raise the family, or so it seemed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you could settle down with your soulmate.
1: Mm. But maybe your soulmate is more like a soulmate. <laughs> so your yeah. soulmate is a
0: soulmate. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. it doesn't sound like Daylight, but I like
1: it. Yeah, yeah, they're they're not real big on the puns. Keith Morrison's the big, like, what a quaint, quiet place. Yeah. It's like, mainly him. You'll be happy there for a long time, as long as nobody's stabbing you. <laughs> Mankiewicz is much more of a smartass. I love Mankiewicz. Yeah. Oh, he's, Manksy's my favorite. And when he's interviewing guys, he's like, come on.
0: Yeah. He And he, the best, I love that he just looks like he rolled out of a dumpster. <laughs> yeah. Like, he just rolled out of bed. He went, he's like the guy that's late for work, but your job is to be on a major television show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, he's like, usually not shaven. Yeah, he, his shirt sometimes looks wrinkled. Yeah. He, he always, always has a nice pocket square, though. Yeah, I like always. that. Always. Yeah. And he just, yeah, he just looks like he's had a big meal before every interview. <laughs> like he's just eaten a 96 ounce steak. So he's got that, you know, how sometimes when the guy's talking and you can tell that he's suppressing a burp.
1: Yeah. He's kind of got that quality all the time.
0: A little bit. He's, he's always kind of leaning back, like right before the interview started, he had to undo his belt and his <laughs> pants. He's like, oh. Yeah, he's like, oh, man. He just ate a chimichanga. Excuse me. I just had two Chili Reno burritos. All <laughs> right, let's roll. <laughs> Perfect. I, I love him. He's my favorite one. I, I, t- I used to tweet at him a lot, and he would respond. I wished oh, yeah, him happy yeah. birthday.
1: Yeah, he's a good tweeter. So, Hopkinsville, um, I know it because of the Hopkinsville encounter, which I'll get to. Uh, but it's anyway, it's in Christian County, Kentucky. Uh, this area was a gift to some guy for his service in the Revolutionary War. So we're like, hey, here's some land in, in a, what I guess is now a state.
0: What a time to be alive. Can you imagine the, the, the beginning of the U.S.? There's, God, when, when did the U.S. start? 1700s or so, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, Back then, there was how many people do you think were on Earth in 1770? Ah, uh, you don't even know. It's gonna be like 800 million or something. <laughs> Probably something
1: like that. Yeah. So
0: not only is the population a tenth of what it is now, but you get to this place and you're like, well, land goes on forever. Yeah. So you do something great here. Have a thousand acres. There's
1: a thousand acres over there.
0: Yeah, just just go, I don't know. Have your own country. Go make a town. Yeah, print print money. I
1: don't know. Do whatever you do. So during the Civil War, it was um, like right in the middle where half the people supported the Confederates and half supported the Union. Mm -hmm. It's actually where uh, Jefferson Davis, the president of the Confederacy, was born. Mm -hmm. So it kept changing hands during the Civil War. Um, uh, The Confederates captured it in December 1864 and then burned down the courthouse that was being used as a barracks.
0: Oh, wow. So it
1: was a barn burning. Oh, wow. It was a court burning. Um, so just it's just a, a generally kind of icky kind of area. Um, it's a tobacco J- just place. Just because of
0: all the turmoil, a lot of turmoil.
1: So there, uh, the black patch tobacco grows there, which is very high in demand in Europe, or was back then. Um, the American Tobacco Company, being a monopoly, uh, used their monopoly power to reduce the prices they paid to farmers. Um, the farmers tried to boycott sales to drive the price back up.
0: Oh, the great black tobacco party. The
1: black tobacco party. Uh, many farmers continued to sell independently or secretly, uh, which prompted the American tobacco company to form a silent brigade called the Knight Riders. And I like that in parentheticals it says, not to be confused with the Ku Klux Klan. These people were primarily, <laughs> or, they were primarily just concerned about tobacco prices.
0: Do you know what just occurred to me when I made that joke that there was the black tobacco party? In the great tea party, they threw tea in in basically a giant cup of tea is what they made. Yeah. So the great. So if you did the great black tobacco party, it would mean all the guys that grew tobacco tried to smoke it all.
1: They had tried to smoke it all at once, yeah.
0: And I just pictured just guys just coughing in a barn even. <laughs> yeah. You could have like 100 people in a barn coughing as hard as they can and still just smoking... Roll after roll of tobacco.
1: Like, I don't think I can do another one. No, you got to. Keep you smoking. You got to.
0: We were smoking it until it's gone. Keep smoking, Elmer. Protest smoke.
1: So on December 7th, 1907, 250 masked night Riders seized the police station, um, pursued tobacco executives who bought tobacco from farmers who are not members of the Dark Tobacco District Planters Protective Association.
0: Um, obviously, a fictitious name.
1: Yeah, three warehouses were burned. So yes. Oh,
0: yep, they smoked it. Um. And that's and the, and that's forever going to be the most famous thing that happened on December seventh.
1: <laughs> exactly. Right. It was the date that lived in infamy for a little while. Right. It had a good run.
0: <laughs> Nothing can ever top our tobacco burning
1: day. I love this quote. Um, from a tobacco broker named W.B. Kennedy who said, out of all the mischief that has been done, the law has not been able to convict and punish the night Riders.
0: They do their mischief at night and wear masks. God, what a grit. Oh, man. I I just envy days like that where you get away with something literally because someone couldn't make out who you were. Because you're wearing a mask. Yeah, Uh, or at night. And at night. Well, when there was no, there's no streetlights, there's no surveillance camera, there's no infrared. You just like, "Eh, who, who's that guy? That guy! That rig? stop!
1: Ooh, what is your name we sir we will
0: never catch him the greatest detective in the world couldn't see that far <laughs> Yes. Yeah, true you you get off that horse get off the horse you take that take that hood off take it off ah drat we will never bring them to justice <laughs> that's the detective who word. goes there who goes there <laughs> yeah the ex- sir identify yourself <laughs> And that, that's going to be the most mind-blowing. When they, when they go, the detective going back to his, the chief and going, I demanded he identify himself. He did not reply. <laughs> well, I guess this case is unsolvable. Really nothing we can do about that one. Yeah, they're going to be like, well, go about your day. Go, go smor- smoke your corncob pipe.
1: So here's where it's starting to get freaky, and we're talking about darkness still. Okay. August 21st, 2017... It's going to be the closest spot on Earth to the total eclipse that's going to happen.
0: When? There's going next to be a, year?
1: Next year, on August 21st. August 21st. There will be a total eclipse, and that's the point where it will last the longest. Specifically a point about 12 miles northwest of the city center.
0: Hmm.
1: Now, now
0: that, that begins the night eternal, right? Yeah, I believe so, <laughs> yes. I think I read about this. So, August
1: 21st, big- 2017... The day the vampires take over. Uh huh. August 21st, 1955 is the night of the Hopkinsville encounter or the Hopkinsville incident. Wow. So when I was a boy, I had a UFO book I got from the library that mm-hmm. had these oil paintings that were so detailed and creepy. And I remember this one. And I also remember one of the men in black. It's one of the most scary images I've ever seen. And I don't know what that book is, and I've tried to track it down and have had no luck. Oh, wow. Um, but we'll post the images, of course. Because by now, you're all following us on World Champion Pod on Instagram.
0: Mm-hmm. We
1: post on Instagram all the time, behind-the-scenes Smogville stuff. Yeah, you want to follow us. There.
0: All our supplemental stuff is kind of important to the show, I realize. I
1: kind of think, yeah, we're a multimedia yeah. experience.
0: You need to like us on Facebook. You need to check out Instagram. Yeah. Those two specifically. Yeah,
1: that's all. And our website. I guess. <laughs> So August. So again, it's August twenty first, which is just really weird that it's that same
0: date. Um, so that evening, well, I mean, just a quiet night. Is this some kind of? I don't know a lot about lunar eclipses and stuff, but I mean, is it possible there was an eclipse that day or night? Like, well, could it could it be like one of those cycles? Well, the sun definitely went down. Okay, so in we, the got, time. we got that in common. Yeah. So it was like an eclipse.
1: So it's a it's a uh, quiet, boring old night at the police station, until five adults and seven children burst in, claiming that small alien creatures from a spaceship were attacking their farmhouse, and they've been holding them off with gunfire for nearly four hours. Wow. Two of the adults, Elmer and Billy Ray,
0: <laughs> no, no joke. I know, I love it.
1: Uh, Claim they've been shooting at 12 to 15 short, dark figures who repeatedly popped up and peered into the windows. I hate being peered at. I hate people peering in windows at me, especially monsters.
0: Yeah. No, that's no good. (laughs) I just thought of that. Yeah. Imagine it's night. You're just sitting around in your cabin. You're having a good time. Well, there's something for, for me being a city boy, you know, born in the big city, lived in the big city my whole life. There's something that's always been kind of frightening about the idea of living out in the country to me. Yeah. Because there's no one around. Like here... If something was peering in my window, it would most likely be like a homeless person or yeah. or my neighbor and if it wasn 't if it was some creepy creature, if I yelled, my neighbors are about thirty feet away from me,
1: yeah, and you got cell phones and stuff you got
0: cell phones you got but, but this is you are literally in you're, you're in in a wooden building in the middle of nowhere at dark, at night when there's no wait what year was this fifties fifty five so I guess they had maybe a little bit of street lights and stuff but if this was a small town it's, it's out in the woods and it's they out probably, in the woods they
1: probably didn't even have television of course
0: no when my dad was a little kid he had an outhouse wow if you can can you even imagine that until he was like seven years old and that wasn't that long ago yeah the forties yeah. So they they were, uh, so I'm reading
1: from ufocasebook.com here. They were described as a typical Kentucky rural family. uh, One of those old school, you know, family that has its roots going back many generations. Mm -hmm. Um, Patriarch of of this bluegrass clan was Lucky Sutton. Wait, um, did
0: they explain how they escaped from the the fight? Oh, yeah, I'll get get into some
1: more details. So visiting Lucky and his family was a man from Pennsylvania named Billy Ray Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, so he left the house to go get some water from the well, like you do. Yeah, so they don't even have plumbing. Um, at the well, he saw an immense, shining object kind of fly behind a tree, and then. Now, accounts vary. Some of these accounts came a, a few years after the fact, mm, that's so it has embellished. Time. They definitely saw something shooting through the sky, but this coincides with the meteor shower that happens every year in late August, the Perseids oh. or whatever. Okay. Um, So at the well, he says he saw an immense shiny object land in a small gully about a quarter of a mile away. Ran back to the house and excitedly reported his sighting to the others. They all laughed at him. After a short period of time, the family dog began to raise a ruckus outside. As was custom, they grabbed their guns and went outside ready to fire. As as custom? Yeah, the dog's barking. You get your gun, you go shoot whatever he's barking at. The neighbors, what have you. Whatever the dog's barking at isn't something you want to be kept alive.
0: Okay, fair enough.
1: <laughs> Only a short distance from the front door, both men were stopped dead in their tracks by the sight of a three to four foot tall creature, walking towards them with their hands up as if to surrender.
0: Oh, man.
1: I'm not going to describe the creatures yet. Uh, whether it was green or not, we don't know. They've been described as g- perhaps aliens, goblins, or gremlins. The account of them being little green men came later. Okay. But perhaps from them. So Billy Ray shot at it with his twenty two. Lucky shot at it with a shotgun. Uh, it did a backflip and sc-
0: scurried off into the woods. This is, this is kind of creeping me out, actually. It sounds silly a little bit, but, yeah. but
1: my imagination is starting to run wild. And especially with windows. I'm just always afraid of something peering in the window. Uh, yeah. Everybody knows this. I'm afraid of a lot of things. So no sooner had they re entered the house than the creature or another like it appeared at a window. So they shot at him, leaving a blast through the screen ran back outside to see if it was dead, but found no trace of it, but were terrified by another one, and a clawed hand reaching down from the roof attempting to touch them. <sighs> they said they shot at that one, but it floated to the ground, scurried off into the woods. And so for four hours, they're in there just shooting their own walls and windows. Wow. Do at you know these things. I'm
0: picturing? I'm picturing Mel Gibson, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Like, this is exactly the scenario. That exact house. Front, yeah. Front, what was that movie called? Signs. Signs. Yeah. They got a cornfield Very right there. Very similar to this, yeah. Signs scared the shit out of me when I saw it. When I was, I was going to say when I was a little kid. Well, I wasn't a little kid. I was a grown man. Probably 25. Yeah, I was, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, somewhere around there. Just a little boy. <laughs> it scared me pretty bad, though. Yeah. So, the co-
1: so anyway, but catching up, they go to the police station. They said there's 12 to 15 of these. Um, concerned about a possible gun battle. Four city police, five state troopers, three deputy sheriffs, and four military, ba- four military police from the nearby army base drove out to the farmhouse to check it Check it out.
0: So, wait, wait, wait. All they found did, were... Did I, uh, did I miss it? Did, how did they escape then? They just, the aliens... They just ran. They just they, made a run for they it. They just made a run for, like, yeah. their truck?
1: Yeah. Um, so, the search yielded nothing apart from lots of evidence of gunfire.
0: But they clearly were shooting holes in their goddamn the, house, Right. Right. <laughs> Now, so, I mean, I, I get maybe someone comes up with a ridiculous alien story, but if you're going to back it up by destroying your, old, your own house, that, that adds a little bit of... of I, don't, uh, I don't think they made it up
1: at all. I don't think yeah. this was a deliberate, uh, intentional hoax. Well,
0: back then, people didn't even waste a can of corn. You know, They're not yeah. going to blow holes in their walls yeah. in the middle of the country when it's cold outside.
1: Now, I, this, this isn't really part of the official record, and I don't want to uh, slander anybody, mm-hmm. but in the interest of trying to solve this mystery. So it's 1955. They're out in the woods. They don't have TV. They don't have indoor plumbing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So what are they doing for recreation? Well,
0: they're listening to the radio, possibly, at yeah. this point. Do they have... Do you, do you think a... they
1: might have been drinking a little?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it pretty much up until... Like what, when did people start using the term alcoholism and alcoholic? Was it like the 30s or it 40s? Was prob- probably around there. Up until that point, it was sort of flipped. It's like nowadays you're sober all the time and then you get drunk. Yeah. But before in 1930, being sober was the weird act. You were drunk all the time and then you would there'd be a few hours a day that where you might accidentally get sober. <laughs> Wasn't And people looked down on it, I assume. Haven't we
1: talked about like soldiers who were and their rations are issued, like, a yeah. pint of vodka in, every day. No,
0: in World War II, the yeah. Russian... Like, they didn't have bullets, the Russian soldiers. They didn't give them enough bullets. There was guys that had empty guns, but they got rations of vodka. A
1: pi- like a pint. A
0: pint. Yeah. You drink a... If I drink every a day. Pint, if, you, if I drink a pint of vodka, there's a good chance I'll throw up. If not, I will be hammered. Yeah. But, I mean, you're, would you be... Uh, I, would you drink at war? <laughs> I've thought a lot about this, because you watch those old things. Oh, the yeah. first thing in, in any uh, documentary on war, when they find booze, they immediately start drinking it. Yeah. You, you watch Band of Brothers. The first thing they do when they find booze is start drinking it. I, w- I don't know. Would you want to be drinking when your life is on the line? I, I mean, give me, give me a couple weeks to see
1: what war is like, and then probably.
0: Well, there's two point of views that I've had on it. Yeah. I'm going to say that the stress... The alcohol is a welcome relief from the stress. Mm -hmm. You're very stressed out. Yeah. But then on the other hand, you don't want to be tipsy when you're, like, trying to figure out where the grenades are coming from.
1: But do you think um, you drink just enough to, like... Take the edge off. To, like, dull your... So you're training. These Band of Brothers guys trained for, like, five years. Right. So it's all instinct and muscle memory and reflex and stuff. So do you drink enough so you're not thinking about it anymore and you can just... Go on just
0: pure instinct.
1: Yeah, just purely with your training. That's probably the I mean, ba- I don't know. I don't know if shit about anything. Well,
0: based on, uh, based on our imaginations right yeah. here, I would say that that's Like maybe s-
1: you're going to make a mistake because you're overthinking things too much. Yeah, no. When you just need to rely on like, oh, when a grenade comes at me, I throw it
0: back. Well, it's just like going up to bat in baseball. Yeah. From what I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> Is or what but I mean like the guys that are just obsessed with mechanics.
1: Right, we just talked about that. They get obsessed with uh, you know, tying their shoelaces and adjusting mm -hmm. their belt so they're not thinking about the hitting.
0: But 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 then you gotta be like Mickey Mantle and he definitely drank before he went up to bat. I don't think Babe Ruth. I don't think he was yeah, Babe Ruth, he was he was hitting it hard, booze. And they're the greatest two of the greatest baseball players ever. So I think there's a lot of, of weight to what you're saying that you get just drunk enough that you're just going on instinct.
1: So I sent you earlier some of these creepy pictures of these goblins. They're creepy as fuck. They are creepy. They creeped
0: me out. So,
1: But let me describe them. Uh, Large pointed ears. They're about two, three, maybe four feet tall. Large pointed ears. Claw-like hands. Eyes that glowed yellow. Spindly little legs. And they're pretty big eyes, right? Big yellow eyes. Does that sound familiar to you in any way?
0: Like Yoda. Yoda. like,
1: <laughs> Yep, they were Yodas. Are you describing Yoda? They were attacked by Yodas. No. <laughs> uh, this area of Kentucky is breeding ground for the great horned owl.
0: Oh, just didn't we just talk about an owl being a suspect in another mystery?
1: Uh, yeah, that's a whole other thing. Staircase. Der- we'll get to that okay. some other time. Okay. I saw an owl flew at me once, scared the shit out of me. Me and Jonas, I think.
0: I believe I've been we're scared. We're walking
1: in the woods, and this owl, like flew out of the trees and it was this big white barn owl huge Uh they're scary yeah but no the large pointed ears glowing yellow eyes claws on spindly
0: legs drinking
1: so they're drinking there's two owls in mating season or maybe just had babies defending their babies
0: totally huh (laughs) right
1: (laughs) come on as much and as that, I, I love ex- this it would, story. It would explain
0: the, the arms up could, were just wings, maybe. And yeah. the backflip is it just taking flight after you shoot at and it. And they even say a clawed hand reached down from the roof. So, Oh, my so God. So it was
1: defending its nest.
0: Wow. This
1: is a big misunderstanding. <laughs> it really was. I think, I think, I think someone owes uh, the owls an apology. I was
0: going to say the same thing. So these owls, they may need a nice apology.
1: So this is kind of a reverse it's of the owls are not what they seem. It's the things are not what they owls are. The things are owls.
0: Well, I think that you can even tie this back into the Casper Wyoming. You're getting mm-hmm. into whooming. Who? Who? Did they say that the, 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 the aliens were demanding to know who they were? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They uh, were questioning uh, us. They were question- they're just they're filled with questions. No matter what I said to them, they demanded to know who I was.
1: I said, I'm Lucky Sutton and you're on my land. Lucky Sutton. You've Lucky. never you've never heard of Lucky Sutton? Well it's my my family's lived here for generations. Lucky Sutton. I just told you my family. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I and mean, when you look up the owls and then you look up the, the drawings of the critters, there there's no way it couldn't have been owls. Yeah.
0: No, I'm I'm amazed that didn't, that didn't occur to me. Yeah. Yeah, even the yeah. now that I, I think about it, those, all those images you sent me, I was like, oh, those are frightening. They're really scary. Uh, well, I'm glad I have my knife on me. <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> so the Suttons, though, bless their hearts, I don't think they were, uh, they weren't out there to, to mislead anyone. I'd be, you're out drinking in the woods and suddenly a bunch of owls are peering at you, you'd be freaked out it too.
0: Is, it is like the definition of a country honest mistake. Uh-huh. Because their honest mistakes can be much more extreme than... Like, in the city, you have an honest, honest mistake. You got a lawsuit. Yeah. You're going to go to court. And there, they're just like, oh, you blew up all my barrels. But you were just, you know. <laughs> trying honest, to get rid of the rats. Honest mistake. So Lighting all that dynamite near the barn. Yeah. You know, that's just like, you're not even that upset. But, you know, if I set off a stick of like, dynamite. It's oh, did it again. Yeah. The police would come to my house if I blew up, blew up part of my, my garage. Yeah. Trying to get, scare my dog into attacking the owl <laughs> or whatever. Backwards idea I had. Yeah. Oh, that explosion! That was just the still. Like, oh, okay. Well,
1: well another case closed. I think. I,
0: well, that one closed itself, man.
1: Yeah, it really did. That,
0: that, that one wasn't too difficult at all.
1: Um, I want to really quickly get to uh, the Degrassi minute. This one will only be about a minute. We're talking season three, episode eleven, taking off part one. Oh, two-parter. This is a heavy episode, man. So Wheels, whose parents were killed in a car crash, gets a postcard from his birth father, who's a touring rock and roll musician. <laughs> He's like, hey, man, I'm in this place called Port Hope. I think it's about time for your birthday. So happy birthday, big guy.
0: Rock and roll sure is fun. Was, was he aware of his, his biological father?
1: Yeah, I don't know if he was adopted or if his mom remarried or something. But Okay. Um, so we talked last week about the, uh, gourmet scum concert, right? So it's the night of the gourmet scum concert. Uh, wheels just stops going to school. He spends all his time playing a wrestling video game at the pizza place or at home watching wrestling.
0: Oh, nice. So, Our kind of kid. Yeah.
1: So it was a nice tie in. Uh, how does he afford to play this wrestling video game? He sold his bass. Oh, so the band is in trouble.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine showing up to band practice if you are in a band? Yeah. Being like, well, where's your instrument? Oh man, I got that video game. (laughs) Yeah. What? Playing it in the arcade, so he sold it for quarters. Sold it for quarters. Wow, that's like a a junkie.
1: Yeah. I see more quarters.
0: How many quarters do you think he got?
1: For a bass? Yeah, how much would a bass be in 1989? A secondhand bass? Secondhand bass. at least 50 bucks. That a teenager
0: would play? Probably at least 50 bucks. Yeah. So you've got 50 times four. What is that number? 2,000?
1: Possibly. Well, also, it's Canadian money, so it's probably like more like four thousand.
0: Yeah, so that's you got four thousand little quarter on metric system quarter shaped. So, do, do arcade machines in Canada? do they? What do they take? No, because you know how sometimes you'd
1: get a Canadian quarter and try to use it in the arcade. Yeah, shape? comes
0: right back out.
1: Yeah. So they must just take those. So they've got to build different things. So it's like
0: opposite. You go up there with a quarter, and the quarter gets shot right out of it.
1: Maybe it's a token situation.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, maybe, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, no, no, not at the pizza place.
1: Yeah, a pizza place isn't selling tokens. Like, yeah, if you're going on arcade, maybe. Dried little pepperonis.
0: So they've got, wow. Do you know the great thing about podcasting? Is that's something I literally would have never thought about my entire life. <laughs> Do exactly. arcade machines in other countries take different money? Well, clearly they must. But yeah. that's, that's interesting to think about. Canadian arcade machines.
1: <laughs> yep. This this has already
0: been worthwhile. This segment for me, absolutely.
1: So uh, Shane, who's the guy that got uh, Spike pregnant, didn't Mm -hmm. pay his uh, child support to go to this concert. Yeah,
0: ten bucks a week, man. It's steep.
1: So they're talking and uh, about going to the concert, and they're like, "So the guy's going to be there, right?" Yeah, yeah. He'll meet us outside. You got the money? Uh oh. He buys acid. His like, buddy's saying, when you peak, you're flying, man. Like the drug acid. The drug, LSD, he buys it from a guy. And the guy's, like, like leaning against a wall, looking all casual, like, here you go, man. You got the money? <laughs> there you go. And, he's, and he says, I thought it would be a pill. What do I even do with this? You just eat it. You eat paper? And then this, this line that I love, where his buddy says, if you can't eat paper, man, maybe you're not ready for acid. <laughs>
0: Like that's the gauntlet you have to run in mm-hmm. order to get the, do the drugs, eat yeah. a little tiny piece of paper. Yeah. Has anyone that's made a TV show ever actually bought drugs from a drug dealer? No, no
1: one's ever bought or done drugs on TV.
0: Because they are the most ridiculous. Drug dealers are on TV are always clearly drug dealers. Yeah. In the cartoon clown sense.
1: No, they've got switchblades yeah. and leather jackets. They're and out of it. Dangly earrings. Yeah. <laughs>
0: they've always got jewelry. They've got yeah. weird clothes on. And the whole first one's free thing, which is just bullshit. Well, I mean, if you, I, I get the, the first time's free if you're selling cocaine, but no one gets hooked on acid. Yeah. So why are you even selling to kids anyway?
1: Selling to a junior high kid.
0: Like, who is selling acid to junior high kids? Yeah. I guess someone must guess be. Some burnout, some loser. So yeah, maybe maybe these guys maybe there are drug dealers that are these goofballs hanging around. Yeah, probably like,
1: they're probably high school dropouts themselves. No offense I mean, to any of our listeners, most yeah, of our listeners
0: probably. Our most of our listeners are probably dealing acid to, to junior high students. so yeah. So no offense to the vast majority of our listeners, but yeah,
1: but that one percent that gives y'all a bad name.
0: Uh, yeah. One percent <laughs> of junior high drug dealers. How much? How much would you even make? I guess you can rip off younger kids. Yeah. So, so you could you could sell them either You can jack up your prices And you could even sell them fake drugs Yeah. and make a ton. How much do you think he, he's, how much did he sell the, the one hit of acid for?
1: I'm not sure. I don't think they ever said. They just but said But here's the thing there's a there's a brief lecture about how dangerous acid is.
0: By the drug dealer?
1: No, by a, a friend. He's like, What are you doing? Oh yeah. Acid? This stuff can kill did you. Do they man. call did they call it acid? They call it acid the whole time. Oh, that's interesting. And they mentioned that it's laced with strychnine and and many people have died. <laughs>
0: You say it that way, like English is their second language. <laughs> no. Many people have died.
1: Many have died, son. <laughs> like a narrator in a video game.
0: Yeah.
1: Many <laughs> have died trying to steal the jewel. <laughs> Good luck, commando. All your base are belong to he.
0: Yeah, exactly. What's the, what's the one where there's a really famous one where Ronnie, they, they keep calling the president Ronnie. You, you must save Ronnie. It's like Bionic Commando or something. And they're talking oh, about yeah. Ronald Reagan, President Ronnie. I know in,
1: in Bad Dudes, at the end, you get a medal from Ronald Reagan <laughs> for, for like going through a town and beating up a bunch of drug dealers.
0: That's like literal street justice. Yeah. Isn't that? Like, a-
1: hey, you guys did a great job spending a week going through the subways, through the abandoned pizza parlor, through the factory, just
0: beating up guy after guy after guy. Who, who is the president that just got elected in? somewhere in South America, I think, where he, he said you can murder drug dealers. the Philippines. It's the Philippines. Yeah. And they're, they've had like 5,000 murders in like four months. He's like personally murdered them. <laughs> yeah. A lot of them before and, he was elected. Yeah, he's like murdering them himself. So that dude, that's definitely a bad dude situation. Yeah. Like that guy would give you a medal.
1: Oh, for sure. For going
0: through the streets and just beating the shit out of anybody selling drugs. Yeah.
1: So Shane never comes home from that concert. Uh-oh. Cops are looking for him. No one knows where
0: he is. So this is the kid that took the acid? That took the acid.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. So that's one cliffhanger. Wheels decides to hitchhike to Port Hope to meet, hang out with his dad, his rock star dad. Mm-hmm. He's like, enough of this. I'm never going back to school again. So he's hitchhiking. Of course, the first guy picks him up in like a classic 80s rock and roller burnout car. He's like, hey, man, hope you like loud music. Eventually gets picked up by this salesman. Talking to him, oh, you're only 15, huh? Well, you got a girlfriend?
0: No. Oh,
1: I don't like this. You, no, you don't. Got a girlfriend? No. Oh, really? Not into girls? No, I just don't have one. Ah, oh, so you've never fooled around? <laughs> no. No, I haven't. Well, you should try it. Feels good. Oh. Anything that feels good can't be bad, right? Anyway, I just got to turn down this road. I've got
0: some deliveries to make. This, uh, th- oh, do you hear that? Sounds like the car's having engine trouble. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This is, the thing that, that's really sad is I was just saying on TV, it's, it's like they've never bought drugs before. But when yeah. it comes to like perverts, it's like they only know perverts. So
1: they know perverts really well, I feel like they got this one. They yeah. nailed this one on the
0: head. Well, you got
1: really strong legs there, don't you? Uh, this is what? if What? I'm not hurting you, am I? Anyway, Wheels does escape. Good. Yeah. The guy, oh, no, he picks up a rock. He gets out, and the guy's trying to chase him, and he picks up a rock. And then the guy drives away. No wheels is stuck in the middle of the country, somewhere in central Canada, Kentucky. Even it could be Kentucky. It <laughs> looks like it looks like the Incredible Hulk when he's at the crossroads. <laughs> it looks exactly like sad that. music playing. Yeah. Then we got it to be continued. So holy smokes, this wow. is not this is not the happy go lucky show it was a couple weeks ago.
0: This show is so incredibly intense. Yeah. And can, I just God, I, I just
1: can't wait for next week to find out if he dies of acid or not.
0: Has he already taken the acid? At we this took point? it at the
1: concert, and then it's the next morning. He never you never got back from this the concert.
0: Guy, wait—is this the same kid that got picked up? Am I getting confused? No, these are two different guys. Oh. So the one
1: so the Shane at the concert took the acid, and then Wheels is hitchhiking.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Because I was just thinking, man, if the only thing—the only thing I can imagine being worse than have, having some pervert come at you is having some pervert come at you while you're high on acid. Oh God! <laughs> I was like, this is a nightmare scenario. That's really bad. Yeah, yeah you know, that's, this is, that's, that's, not, that's not good. A lot of not good in this episode. Yeah. I, I knew someone that took a bunch of acid. And they ended up... And, and, this, and this happened when I was probably... I was pretty young. I was like 14 or 13. And I, and I knew someone that took acid. And they ended up naked in the snow, like passed out in the snow in front of the planetarium here. Oh boy. And ended up in the hospital for a couple weeks. Yeah,
1: now I don't I have been laughing. I don't want to act like this is not dangerous. I don't think chemically it's dangerous
0: mm-hmm. to your system. Mm-hmm. However, the decisions you make you're going to you could, could end up
1: naked in the snow. Could
0: be dangerous. Yeah, no, that's that's no bullshit.
1: Or running in front of traffic or
0: Yeah, there's you're just not you're not making sober decisions. You're not making you're making the same sort of decisions that if you see an owl, you just start firing at it with a gun. Yeah, exactly. You don't, you don't want to run into an owl in the woods on acid. You'll just, it, you'd be like you know, pulling out your six-shooter, just blasting away. You're like high noon in the forest.
1: <laughs> oh, man. How many licks does it take to get to the center of the Tootsie Pop, man?
0: Oh, that, that would be the owl you see when you're on acid. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're just licking, and someone finds you, and you're just licking a stick.
1: You're licking a pine cone. And you're
0: like, 5,000, man. 5,000 licks in. His tongue was so splintered. Yeah, he had to get a, a, his tongue removed. So the tragic, that's what you got to tell your kids. Oh, you want to do drugs? Do you like your tongue? Do you like having a tongue?
1: You like tasting things, huh?
0: Uh-huh. You like eating, don't you? You ever know?
1: fooled around?
0: <laughs> I was coming at it from a parent's a story. Hard to fool around without a tongue. So Would you, you want to kiss
1: someone with you, no tongue? Are you
0: being chewed out by the pervert? For doing drugs? no
1: is it just your parents that just know that someday you'll want to
0: fool oh around. okay <laughs> so they're asking they're, they're asking like,
1: what better way to convince a teenager
0: yeah, you'll never fool around again, Mm-mm, fool around <laughs> <laughs> what a term. <laughs> Well, I wonder what we should look up. That the history of that fool, fool around. fool around. Yeah, so it's an insult. You're an idiot. You're a fool. Yeah, you're just a fooling you're about, fooling around. It must have come from those court jesters that were amusing the king. <laughs> yeah, you're fooling around.
1: Yeah, making uh, off-color jokes, and then the king is like, "Perhaps uh, my queen would like to fool around <laughs> in the
0: chambers." In the royal bedchambers. First time it was ever used as slang. huh. Like 1487 or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, the fool was doing some weird, like, some weird gymnastic stuff. And,
0: well, and lo- the king's lo-
1: like, oh. No, they're
0: pr- pretty vulgar.
1: Like, yeah, uh, yeah I, fools are way vulgar. They're like, stuff.
0: they're like pulling out their private parts, right? And then, and, and and then
1: farting on Yeah, um, like stuff. Yeah, like that's what I picture them like, doing.
0: Like comedy in medieval England was was a lot more lowbrow than the stuff we got today. There, there was no Larry the Cable Guy.
1: <laughs> there, there <was> right. <laughs> Believe it or not,
0: it was lowbrow. It was lowbrow.
1: Although they they were using
0: puppets. Yeah. Okay. Were they? Probably. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, you got you got the fool. And he's pulling out his private parts, and then you just. Look at your your queen. I mean, yeah. Would my lady like to fool around? Yeah. I just winked at nobody. Yeah. I wish but you then everyone that.
1: everyone has to pretend that they didn't even see it because mm-hmm. it's the king. Oh, but it will be the gossip of the court.
0: What a storied history that term probably has. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, on that note, I gotta go.
0: All right, let's quit fooling around. Are we? Did you end it already?
1: No, I was trying to think of something better.
0: Is it still recording? Yeah. Rate, review, and subscribe to our show. We never say this. Right? email to us. Participate. WorldChampionPodcast
1: at gmail.com. But rate and review us in iTunes or whatever your preferred podcast app is. If you have any ideas, uh, I mean, we have, how many listeners do we have? Thousands? Yeah. We want more. Least. We want multiple thousands. So tell your friends. Mention mm-hmm. us some wherever podcasts
0: are sold. I yeah. Po- retweet something. Post something. Help us out here. Yeah. We're, we're, we're such a niche, bizarre show that it's really hard to, to market ourselves.
1: Yeah, no one's ever going to find us here in the woods. No,
0: no, we're out here in the woods. That sounds real needy. Don't do any of that. We don't want to sound needy. We're not needy. We're trying to make them feel good about themselves. Right. We've got to Pander.